Hello, and welcome back to In My Opinionation, your bi-weekly Blossom Watch Through podcast. I am your host this week, Jen, and I am here with my co-hosts, Mallory and Eric. Hello, friends. Hello. Ahoy, hoy. Ahoy, hoy. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining me this week. How y'all doing? I'm I'm doing. I'm here. You I feel what? like I feel like Rhonda Joe Applegate on a on a on a wonderful sum, summer day. Yeah. You really just like swallowed a chicken bone and the chicken bone is COVID. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> I mean, to be clear, none of us have COVID. None of us have of, COVID. We're luckily, just dealing luckily. with the world with is a global pandemic. The world's uh, just garbage sometimes. But you know what sometimes. we love? All of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening this week. <laughs> <laughs> So this week, we watched the episode from season two, episode 17, Losers Win. It aired on February 10th, 1992. It was written by J.J. Wall, and it was directed by Zane Busby. Zane Zane Busby. Busby. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's a question today. never. What a twist. (laughs) What a twist. (laughs) So we're going to start these as we always start these now. Um, Each of my compatriots are going to do the Russo rundown. They will have, yeah, compatriots. I said it. Yeah. (laughs) They have, we haven't 10 to 15 is what we've been saying. Whatever the most chaotic amount of time is to try to tell you about the entire episode. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. I think the aim is 10 and we get cut off at 15. Yeah. There we go. I like that rule. So I have my little timer up here. Let's start with Eric. Three, two, one go tony saves a playmate joey is horny blossom can't do public speaking and nick uh, tries to dance wow six seconds wow. oh i forgot about the sixth thing damn it <laughs> that was good that was good okay I, yeah <laughs> you do less than six seconds mallory no <laughs> let's see what you do three two one go Okay, Tony rescues a playmate, and the boys are gross about it, and it's weird, and I don't like it. Six gives Joey uh, good luck kisses for his games. Blossom can't public speak, and to- and Nick is terrible at dancing. <laughs> Eleven seconds. That is pretty dang good. <laughs> I don't have to do it, right? Yeah, I don't you do. Think- you don't have to, but no. Yes, you do. You do have uh, to do. Ah, okay. Are you gonna time yourself? Yeah, I can okay. look at a clock. Okay. <laughs> that All sounds right. like a cheater there. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I would get distracted by the clock, so I wouldn't be able to think of the words because I mean, I would just I'm going like, to fail anyway, so it's okay. fine. <laughs> Three, two, one. Um, Nick's going to be in Apollo Abdul video, so he's got to dance, but he's bad at it. And Blossom doesn't like public speaking. And Joey's gross. And Tony saves a Playboy model. Nine seconds. Nice. <laughs> I feel like there's there's definitely something I missed in there, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. fine. The six kisses. The six. The kisses. six kisses. That was such a weird. Anyways, so the actual summary from IMDb for this episode is Blossom joins the debate team but has trouble speaking in public. Anthony saves the life of a centerfold, which are our two major storylines. So if we get into a breakdown, let's let's talk about it. So our intro starts... Really, like on a super harsh cut, which threw me off. Yeah, they're just right into it. Yeah, they were no, just no right into it. Or anything. No, no fade in. Cool. We just close up on Tony's face. And uh, he's telling Joey, you know, ask me where I just came from. I was in the best place a man can be, which Joey well, thinks is Disneyland, which like accurate, though. Accurate, <laughs> accurate. 
Tony says, no, he got called to a nude photo session for a centerfold calendar for Playboy because somehow one of the models swallowed a chicken bone. So they called an ambulance. I I don't want to ask, but what was she doing with that chicken bone? I mean, Maybe who it knows? Wings, right? She sometimes just like, you know, I don't know. But in a photo shoot, though, a naked the implication is that she was still naked whilst eating the chicken. Yeah. Who doesn't eat chicken naked? <laughs> I'm learning a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Joey, of course, doesn't believe that this happened. And then Tony says, no, 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 this is my proof. Nobody has seen this magazine yet, but this is what she looks like. So he has this Playboy magazine and he opens a centerfold. Um, if this thing happened today, how does he have the, the magazine? I don't well, I don't know if it's the magazine of the, the like shoot photo that shoot that they were yeah. doing like that mm-hmm. may be for another edition and he just has like the one that's supposed to come out next week that she happens yeah. to be in okay okay yeah. that makes more sense because i was like but you still wouldn't have that <laughs> yeah yeah if it was today he wouldn't have it no yeah exactly yeah. the turnaround's a little bit longer mm-hmm. yeah. so that's our our kind <laughs> of weird a little <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> a little bit Oh my goodness. It took me a minute to clue into what Eric had said. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our weird intro, and that's going to set up one of our major storylines, which is, you know. Yeah, gross. I just want to say, as gross as it was, Joey's faint was <laughs> very well done. Like that yes. was a, that was a lot of fainting on TV can be really bad or like, you know, they do the stiff board, like fall mm-hmm. backwards for for laughs. He looked like he legitimately fainted and it was fantastic. He does an eye roll and a head thing and it's yeah, wonderful. Like, because when someone faints, right, all of their muscles just go limp, mm-hmm. like their eyes roll back in their head and their muscles just go limp. And he did that and it was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will say that the one thing I do like about what joey lawrence does is like he talks a big game about sex but anytime he is presented with like an actual woman his physical acting is always so good yeah and the mm-hmm. like his I, eyes I it's his eyes it's his yeah. eyes but this this episode in particular the like this i don't know how to say this but it's sounding really gross the noises he makes <laughs> are very funny <laughs> they're very but, very but funny true though yeah right? very true they're yeah. like almost little whiny noises because he yeah. can't talk. Yeah, and he just can't. Like his brain is broken. <laughs> ah, yes, brain is broken. Sounds is perfect. That's the yeah. perfect. Yeah, tip. yeah, yeah. So he's always really, really good at that when yeah. he's presented with an actual woman that he needs to like do something with. He's just like, nope, can't do it. Shut down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so we jump from our intro to another kind of weird storyline. Um, The family's all in the living room. Joey's on his way out to a baseball game and he stops and goes, okay, six, kiss me now before I go. Nick is justifiably like, why? No, don't do that. But Joey is explaining that six is his lucky charm. She kissed him on his birthday, which nobody chooses to discuss. And ever since then, he's been on this hot streak for his baseball games. Right? Nobody's like, wait, what? She kissed you on your birthday? Like... You don't seem that into her. You seem to be oblivious to the fact that she's into you. Like, what mm-hmm. happened? Tell me about. Like, it just. What if it was just a birthday kiss. Th- mm. That's not a thing. That's no? not a thing. 
<laughs> oh no, I've been doing birthdays wrong. Not at that age. No. I've, I've been giving out kiss. birthday kisses all the time now. I wasn't doing that when I was 15. <laughs> I guess I was just a, oh, I don't want to say I'm a friendly 15-year-old. <laughs> Eric just got around birthday kiss for you uh, and the birthday kiss for you. I couldn't oh, afford a 15, present. 15 kisses. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, six is quite a boss in this, in this scene, though. Yeah. A boss. Right? She also yeah, looks, like the, her outfit is way like she looks older in it too. Her yeah, and just, both look way more professional. Yeah, the way that she was just like, this is, you know, uh, like she just handles the situation, like kisses him, throws him out the door, slams mm-hmm. the door, like just so she's such a boss. <laughs> I, oh, okay. This is her moment. Yeah, this oh yeah, for moment. sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's really like Nick is the only one that seems weirded out by this. And as soon as Joey says it's just a superstition, Nick's response is then just like, well, superstitions are like dumb. And that yeah. seems to be the trajectory, not like stop kissing your sister figure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also stop leading on this girl. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of the intro to our, one of our little sub stories. So we jump to the next scene. Nick is on the phone. Tony's also in the kitchen. Nick's super, super excited. We can tell he just booked a gig, which as we know, this season has not been happening a lot. So this is very no. exciting for him. Can I point something? I want to point something out. So mm-hmm. I noticed this the last episode and I didn't say anything, but I want to track it now. Tony is drinking coffee right out of the pot, like with milk Again? and cream. Yeah, mixing like just like the pilot. And he did it the last episode. I don't know if he did it any other episodes it's just the last two that i've noticed so i want to start tracking this and notice that like see if this is a the coffee a character choice like going forward that he's always <laughs> just drinking coffee straight out of the pot we i love that whenever it happens ding. yes yeah. i should just start doing that i mean i end up making enough coffee anyways i just should just drink pot. it out of the pot <laughs> it would really make my life easier <laughs> So as Tony's drinking coffee out of a full ass pot, (laughs) we find out that what Nick has just booked is to be in a Paula Abdul music video, which would have been a big freaking deal in 1992 because she was like it girl status at that point. Um, He does make a joke (laughs) that I loved saying in doing this you know this video is going to be seen everywhere mtv vh1 yada yada and he's going to get more exposure than peewee herman for those that don't get why that joke is funny well funny's subjective um <laughs> so what happened with that is um in 1991 yeah, 19, July of 1991, Paul Rubens, who played the character Pee Wee Herman, was arrested for indecent exposure in adult movie theater, which in I have Florida. my own thought. In I have my own thoughts about that. Like, if you're going to an adult movie theater, I think everyone has just done an on. unspoken <laughs> agreement that like whatever happens happens, but whatever. Yeah. But that happened. It was a huge, huge scandal at the time because he was the host of a children's show, which. Yeah. I I still love Pee Wee's Playhouse. It is mm. just a lovely acid trip of weirdness, <laughs> and I can still watch it now. And it is yeah, still I feel like it's one of those children's shows that's like for children, but like also for adults. It's like a SpongeBob SquarePants yeah. or an Adventure Time. Like yeah. it was very much one of those types of shows back when those shows weren't really a thing, to my memory, a thing. No, yeah. Yeah, so that is what that joke was. And it just made me laugh. 
<laughs> really hard. <laughs> so as Tony leaves, the girls enter. Blossom is freaking out because she blew her audition for the drama. Yeah, the drama club. Um, Six has been the worst cheerleader and just being like, oh, no, it was actually awful. It was so bad and also the worst. Like, she's not being like, oh, no, it's okay. It's fine. She's like, no, it was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> it was absolutely terrible. She's giving it to her straight. Sometimes you need a friend that does that. I'm I'm that friend. <laughs> <laughs> In a nice way, but like. You're giving you birthday want- kisses and giving it to people straight. I, hey. I, I, but like, hey. you, you don't. <laughs> You you don't sugarcoat things, but you also don't go. Yeah, that was awful. You were terrible. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you would have a little more tact. I ask if you want my opinion first. Yeah, yeah, mm. but you still give it tactfully. That reminds me of a, a tribute I I was part of, and you, I was like, "What happened? Why? Tell me what, how if it was good or not." And you're like, "Well, you were good." <laughs> that, that I said. No, that yeah, you said that after I went and sang. We'll talk about oh, it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, Eric was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> the rest awesome. of it existed. Oh my god, <laughs> it did. Yeah. So actually, Six has come up with a great idea amongst all of her terrible cheerleading that you know, if Blossom doesn't want to do the drama club, maybe she could do debate club, and then she could get used to speaking in public. That's kind of the whole point, right? You know, Nick agrees and thinks this is a great idea because. Uh, Blossom is already as obnoxious as a debate club kid at home, which is essentially what he says. He's like, oh, you can talk about world peace and like force people to think about what you think. Oh, yeah. So you do that at home. Yeah, you already do this. (laughs) You already do this. But, you know, Blossom is pretty adamant that she cannot do public speaking in any forum, Mm -hmm. which I think all of us, three of us right here can, you know, we can love speaking in public. You no, do not. I hated it. I hate it. <laughs> do you guys I, ever get people being like, oh, but you're a theater kid, so yes. it must be fine for you to yes. speak in public? Yes. Yeah. It's it's a totally different thing, though. Like, when you're acting, you're, first of all, saying someone else's words. You're mm-hmm. being a different person. Like, people aren't judging you, right? Public speaking is like, here I am, personally, mm-hmm. Mallory, and these are my thoughts. And, like, I don't know. It's just And don't hate me for them. Yeah. <laughs> To be honest, anytime I have to speak in front of people, whether it's talking, um, like doing speeches or singing or stuff, I'm, I'm nervous beforehand. And then afterwards, I'm like, fuck, I, it, I was awesome. No, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's a different, different energy, kind of nerve. Yeah, it's a different yeah. kind of nervous, right? Like the the acting, singing, whatever. It's like a nervousness of like, is my maybe it could be like, is my talent, am I talented enough? Mm. Do I know my lines? Do I know the song? Whatever. Whereas the public speaking is like, people are judging me personally. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's mostly my brain just sort of shuts off and it just automatically comes out either way. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, either way, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's the same for me both ways. Yeah. No, it, I don't know. It's weird. It's the character thing for me. It's like, yeah. if I know the character well enough, whether or not I remember a line or a song if it's a character and like Mallory said not me personally I could be like well the character is going to do this thing to cover what they just fucked up yeah (laughs) nobody will ever know I wonder if it's also like I don't want to screw up other people's words 
Like I feel uh, I'm a little bit more nervous about that. Like I like to, there are times I like to ad lib or like make it sound more natural. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I feel bad about that. Um, I don't know. Well, that would all depend on like who the Who's playwright is. And right or, yeah. And that too, like you, like you can't ad lib Shakespeare. <laughs> no, <laughs> right? Forsooth, I am. <laughs> <laughs> But like, there's other stuff that like I'm like, yeah. If you get the gist of mm-hmm. like, there's certain stuff that I've done recently, <laughs> or like, if you get the gist of it, like nobody cares. No. Right? Exactly. Like, yeah. Yep. There's always a way around it as long as you stay in character, and that's what makes yeah. it different than public speaking. Is public speaking is just like you being yourself on a stage. You're like, oh shit, there's no way to cover this. No. They're gonna and know it's, it's me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I absolutely get where she's coming from. I did make a note about how she's capital B basic because she did to be or not to be. And I was like, mm, okay, yeah. Come in with a Hamlet why model. Would you, why would you want to do that? That's terrible. That's a, that's bad. That's a bad well, idea. I wanted to know, Jen, if that brought up any Hamlet storm uh, memories for you. <laughs> well, we did costumes. We didn't. No, no, no. But I just mean act. working on the production. So Jen and I, we had met before this, but like, this was kind of like the like kernel of our friendship yeah. was working on this show in third year. And mm-hmm. it was, it was an adaptation of Hamlet set in a university. So it was mm-hmm. called Hamlet's dorm. <laughs> yep. And there were six Hamlets and two yeah. Ophelias. I saw this. You saw it? Did you see yeah. it? You I saw our costumes. Oh, I, I watch everything from MTC and MMT for like mm-hmm. years. And Summer Drama Festival and all those. This like was, yeah, things. it was the yeah. fall uh, fall production. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember which one's which. It all sort of melds yeah. together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was so much happening at that time. There, mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, you know, Six's point that if you join debate club, you know, it's it's a nice place for you to learn how to do public speaking without the amount of pressure of also trying to be a character, yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada. So for a hot second, Blossom is like, you know what, maybe this is a good idea. And we go into a hallucination, which we don't get from her as much anymore, mm-hmm. of her giving a public speech at the UN. Yeah. <laughs> and it's great because they intercut all of these actual shots of like UN audience members like yeah. all the seats and stuff listening to her and she's talking about world peace and she does like oh she's giving me some strong avita arm you know the don't cry yeah, for me yeah. argentina with the arms up did you guys notice that the countries that she showed like she says like the great nations of mm-hmm. like the planet or whatever and a lot of the countries they show aren't western countries did you notice that i did notice that yeah i wonder like, if they didn't want to show western um countries to to date the footage that they pulled yeah, I noticed that as well. Yeah. Maybe it's just they figured like Western people don't want to see like their current or their old president. Yeah, maybe so they don't mm-hmm. realize. Yeah, well, I also just thought the implications implications of her, like this voiceover of her saying they're the great nations of the world mm-hmm. and showing all these like smaller countries that like we don't normally talk about and like what a platform that is to be like, yeah, like Nigeria is also a great country. Like, mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. I like yeah. that. And we end that by jumping into Tony telling the Miss June story again to Joey because <sighs> Joey wants to hear it again. Um, <laughs> he's telling it less matter of factly. And like this part, the acting was really funny because you could tell Tony is just like leaning into it now because he's he knows 
that Joey is like reacting like a bit of a wiener. So he's like really leaning into it, which was funny. The way he says, (laughs) he's like doing a step-by-step of what he did. And the last thing he says, he goes, and I had to finish it off with an, external heart massage like he says it thing (laughs) it's compressions yeah it's it's just compressions but would anyone ever call it an external heart massage no he said that because it sounded dirty i don't like it boobs (laughs) it's also you know you know when when done properly you crack their ribs like there's nothing massage about it (laughs) yeah get that crack baby life-giving yeah. <laughs> get that blood flowing cayenne pepper <laughs> yeah Roll back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so tony is telling this story progressively like more uncomfortably i i think on purpose yeah he oh, totally. knows he's fucking with his brother right he knows where joey's uh blood flow is going <laughs> gross well (laughs) then he's gonna it's out of his head and he's gonna pass out yeah but also at this point like tony's only told the story like maybe twice right like he's not over it yet either he's still like i feel like he's said it more than twice and Mm -hmm. yeah but not like not on screen not like a million times right like as we get towards the end of the episode he's a little more less enthusiastic about Mm -hmm. it yeah yeah. i think here he like tony himself is still like i fucking did that like you know yeah 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 i mean yeah he's he's proud he saved someone gross yeah he he (laughs) saved a life excuse you Mm -hmm. damn (laughs) And now he won't stop telling anyone no, who will stop there. telling people. <laughs> so as they're telling this story again, Nick comes in. He's just met with Paula Abdul. He's still super excited, but he probably shouldn't be because Paula told him that she wants the band to also learn the elaborate choreography and do it in the music video. And he only has this afternoon to learn it. Mm. by from a tape which like i know this is done for jokes because it makes it so much funnier but Mm -hmm. that is not how any of this like i feel like that meme of that woman going that's not how this works that's not how any of this works yeah she she would never just give him a tape they would be going to like a dance studio they'd have a choreographer the choreographer Mm -hmm. would be teaching them like that's not how that works <laughs> it's utterly wrong but she's in... like i don't want to spend money on the band learning no <laughs> like even even today they would have classes over zoom it wouldn't just be yeah. like here's the video <laughs> could you imagine zoom back in 1992 <laughs> those are modem sounds children a modem is how you got on the internet <laughs> Oh my god! Oh. Apparently, there's only one music video that Paul Abdul did in 1992, and it's for is the it? song "We Will Will You Marry Me." I don't think that's a a dancey song. I was gonna ask if mm. it was the one with MC Cool Cat. That's 1989. <laughs> it's opposite of track. Why do okay. I know that off my head? <laughs> <laughs> it had a cartoon character in it. It's because yeah, it's an awesome cool song. Cat. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I will say, even though this procedure was totally wrong, what we get out of it is watching Nick do the most gloriously awful dancing I have ever seen in my life. It's dad dancing. This is another Ooh. one of those moments that when I think of Blossom as a series, I have <laughs> Nick <laughs> dancing, like the way he like, I don't know, one of these dance moves is just pull your hair on your face. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> 
And there's a move he keeps doing where he needs to do like this jump spin and he keeps like hitting shit when he does it and falling <laughs> over afterwards. Yeah. He jumped yeah. off the couch too and hit his head. Yeah, like, yeah the second time, the second time when they catch him the second time. It's uh, just, I, if there is a way, Eric, maybe you can help me. If there's a way that we can get a clip of this dance on our socials, I oh, will yeah. be so happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's sure. so good. So good. Yeah, just, it's so bad, but the intensity, like he thinks he's doing great almost yeah. is what it feels like. And it's, oh my God, it was so good. Was, and he was right. Because well, he did amazing. <laughs> He does say, I'm a musician. I have rhythm. So my, my husband, you guys, uh, he, he was a drummer in high school and quite a good drummer. He would, he taught other people how to play drums. He went to, uh, he did a year at college for drums. He cannot dance. <laughs> it's I've a different thing. I've cleared him with it. I could talk about this. So, <laughs> Cause I didn't want to embarrass him. So the thing is, is he's on the beat, but like, you know how you would like, you kind of sway side to side. Like if you're just dancing at a party, you kind of sway mm-hmm. side to side. And if the music's like four, four, you do like one beat to each side. He'll do mm-hmm. like three on one side and two on yeah. the other. Like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but he's on the beat. <laughs> My wife also quite an accomplished piano player taught people can't dance for the life of her. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get it. So, so saying you're a musician doesn't mean that you can dance yeah. at all. <laughs> you can hear a beat and not make your body understand that you hear the beat. <laughs> well, but that's the thing is that Tristan can make the beat with the drums. That's a did that. Whole, he that's a different. He's a metronome in his head. He's yeah, not, a, he's not yeah. a dance machine. Yeah. So <laughs> Gotta be always, able to work the hips. I always found it so funny. I'm like, that's that's too many beats on that side. You got it. You got to <laughs> even it out. Or you do two and then two the other two. way. Yeah. yeah, no, no, but it's it's like yeah, it's like he's dancing in like six twelve or something weird, and the oh music's in four four. Like I don't get it. It's in four seven. What is that? No, no. <laughs> I'm just feeling myself. <laughs> So we open a new scene with Blossom sitting there. Uh, Six comes in to pick her up to go to school. Blossom has decided not to do debate club because she's still really nervous about failing. She says if she fails one more time, her life is ruined. (laughs) Okay, so here they're calling it debate class. At the beginning of the episode, they call it a club. And at the Mm -hmm. end of the episode, they call it a club. Is it a club or a class? And can you fail a club? (laughs) Some clubs are classes. At least at Mac, there were like, um, the choir was a club, but it was also a class. I had one of those in high school. So Did our you? senior band was technically a club, but in my, by the time I was old enough to join it, they actually made it worth a credit. Yeah. We had a classical guitar class. That was also a credit in high school, but it was still an after school thing, but you could oh, claim it, it as a class after- if you oh. wanted to, but you didn't have to do it as a class, but you could claim it as a class if you wanted to. Oh, see, that's that's super. Yeah, I I don't know. I found that really odd that like you could fail a club. I don't know. We didn't have we didn't have anything like that. We had Mm -hmm. we did have there was a musical theater class that you had Mm -hmm. to audition to get into, but it was a class and it was during school hours. Mm -hmm. Um, You would have some like rehearsals on tech week because it's a show, but it wasn't it wasn't a club. It was a class like you registered Mm -hmm. for it. Yeah, I don't think they knew. I think they just said whatever became the convenient thing for yeah. that scene for it to be. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, I I just assumed it was something like what my senior band had right. been. Yeah. 
where it's an extracurricular, but because you're learning enough or I don't know, like you can still claim it. I don't know. Yeah. I get, yeah, I guess I just would define club as like, yeah, extracurricular, like you don't need to be there. Uh, you're not, you know, it's, it's a fancy thing to do. And class Mm -hmm. is like, yeah, it's your credits. You need to do assignments and stuff. I almost said the nineties were a wild time for school, but then I realized you guys weren't in high school in the nineties. No, we were not. Sorry. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Class of 2005, baby. That was my university. (laughs) Love you. So this poor girl, you know, signed on, I think with the idea of it was more of a club situation where she could just learn and grow. And now she's like, oh no, if I drop now, which six tells her, if you drop this now, you're going to get an F. And she's already had so much pressure on her. And she does at one point in the episode, bring up the PSATs. So they're doing like an arc. Yeah. Of this I like that. Being a thing with her right now. Yeah. I really dug that too. Maybe it has to do with like, I know in the States on your like college applications, you have to talk about your extracurriculars. So maybe it has to do with that. Did you not talk about it in your university applications? No. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I don't think so. I don't, I don't remember I don't having to wait. write anything. Was, no. was that the States when I was applying? I it would have been probably. Yeah. yeah. Getting into a Canadian university is not like no. write an essay about your hardships. It's no. very much like, give us your transcript. Yeah. What are your grades? Yeah. <laughs> That's basically it. They really don't care about. Yeah, what are your grades? Do you need money? I remember submitting yeah. like portfolios and stuff to universities. Well, it depends In on Canada. The, it In depends Canada. on the program, right? Like, mm-hmm. I I applied for a bunch of BFA acting programs, and those you had to like go do an audition. Yeah. Um. So I if you. Mine. so but then like the program that I ended up in, which was just a BA program, it was just grades like it, it depended on the program that you were applying but like generally you don't need supplemental unless it's like a specific program mm-hmm. yeah anyway. that the, the, the pressure with state schooling we see it here and just like in all media is mm-hmm. so insane like the privilege to be able to learn literally anything post-secondary is in my opinion psychotic oh yeah the privilege to pay 20 grand a year like yeah. It's insane. It's insane. You prove to us why you need to pay us 20 grand a year. Like it, well, it's the system is really weird. And especially th- these days when like you need a master's degree to like mm-hmm. do anything that's considered like not quote unquote unschooled. I mean, we've, we've talked a lot about the, the terrible state of employment in North America yeah. right now, but yeah, like you, you can't get a job out of high school. Like you could in the like, 60s yeah you have to go to post-secondary and it costs a lot of money yeah it it sucks i feel for all of you people out there right now who are going through that because it really is it's nerve-wracking and stupid and there are a lot of countries where we have to jump through way more hoops Mm -hmm. than we should have to to be able to get the job that we were promised Mm -hmm. (laughs) when we were little (laughs) but i digress <laughs> or fire truck. Megan wanted to be a fire truck when she was uh, little. Uh, a fire truck. <laughs> that seems so adorable. Thank you. Oh my god. Fire so, truck. 
six has some really good advice. She goes, you know, you can either give up and fail out, or if you at least show up and try, you'll get better than an F. So why don't we just do that? So she finally convinces her. We do kind of a jump cut to them actually being in the club class, whatever the hell this thing is. Club class. Club class. The teacher is starting them on this exercise. I don't know if you guys have ever done debate or if this is a thing. He's just like, you need to be able to talk about anything ever. Six, start talking about a thing. And I'm like, weird. anything? Just You can't just point at a person and be like, talk about a thing. I thought it was debate class. Don't they normally have two sides? Like the cat and dog thing that was later made more sense than this point. Yeah. So I, well, I think he's trying to like do like, prepare them for debating by but, having them being able to talk on a topic. But I, I also wanted to say that I think this also leads to the, like why it's more uh, nerve wracking to just do public speaking than to like perform in something. Cause like mm-hmm. you have months to rehearse your lines when you're performing in a yeah. play, you do not have like here. It's just, just talk. Yeah. But normally for talk. debate, you get to prep for that. Right. You kind of prep your arguments, but you can't you can't script it because you don't know what no, the no, other no. person's going to say. Yeah, like this is clearly just an exercise that he's having yeah. them do, but it's still an odd exercise. Like he should still give him like choose one of five and just say anything because I think the idea is to just blurt out and talk about anything you know about it and then they refine from there. I think that's supposed to be the exercise, but he doesn't give them a topic. He's just like, you talk about a thing. And if you're just sitting there like minding your own business, you're like, so he does that to six. I'm gonna I'm gonna do six's response later because okay. it is very amazing. Yeah. And I laughed really hard and also like identified with it a little bit. I so. Yeah, I want to know if extemporaneous speaking is a thing in in the States, again, because the only other time I've heard this was on an episode of Veronica Mars, where there's like a whole plot point around like this girl happened to be at this extemporaneous speaking competition, so she couldn't have been where she claimed to be. Hmm. So like, is this a thing? Like, is this part of the like, because also I never had a debate club. I don't know if that's a bigger no. thing in the States as well. Like, is I this so. part of the whole like debate club experience in the States? I guess so. Well, I, that's why I wanted to ask you guys. Cause to me, I was like, this seems like a weird exercise, but I've never done debate. Maybe this is normal. Never did debate, but I definitely did speeches in high school. That's all. Yeah. Like we had speech contests and stuff, yeah, which yeah. I would do just nothing like this. I just thought it was a little out of left field, but Apparently there are four types of speech delivery, impromptu, extemporaneous, and then I lost the other two. <laughs> oh, manuscript and memorize. There you go. Yeah. Wikipedia is saying that in the U.S. they have competitions for high school and college, college students in extemporaneous speech. Okay. So, so I don't wrong. know. Well, I don't know if they're given like here are a list of the possible topics that you could be given, but like the whole point is that you don't prepare a speech ahead of time. You just yeah. have to talk, like you just have to like know enough about the topic to be able to talk okay. about it. It says so, okay. uh, on my thing, it says yeah. it's a well prepared speech that relies on research, clear organization, and practice delivery, but is neither read nor memorized. For example, extemporaneous. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, so this yeah. is this is valid-ish. What they're doing yeah. here is valid-ish. So Six does this whole reason about why she can't go first. It's amazing. I'll talk about it later. Um, so he goes, okay, Blossom, you go up. And <laughs> again, some really good physical and vocal acting in this yep. episode all around. Blossom goes up to the, oh my God, what's it called? The lectern? 
Thank you. Because she goes, fun fact, it is not a podium. Podium, lectern, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. dais are three different things, and people use them interchangeably. I know a dais is different. Yeah. So the podium is like is the raised platform. Yep. Mm-hmm. And but people refer to lecterns often as podiums. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Huh, that's you fun. learned this in church. <laughs> <laughs> why i don't know about it (laughs) yeah so she goes up and she's going to give a speech about (laughs) so happy you just did that (laughs) and this is the noise she makes for approximately 30 seconds she keeps trying to restart her sentence and she cannot get the words out. So instead, she devolves into these weird whale noises <laughs> where she keeps saying, I'm going to discuss <laughs> over and over again until she falls into like this charades bit with the teacher. Yeah, the mm-hmm. And he like he gets into really it. into it and excited. He goes, oh, world peace. OK, that's great that you can do charades, but I need you to talk now. Mr. Yeah. Ross on the ball there. I love this teacher. This We've seen him a couple of times now. He's great. So she tries again, talks about world, <laughs> gets embarrassed, and runs out of the classroom. I watched, I watched this episode at two in the morning, like oh, a no. couple of days ago, and I was dying laughing at this point, to the point where I was like, I have to close the door to my upstairs or I'm going to wake up everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, between Joey fainting and her going, yeah. I was just like, oh, God. This to me was such a good, like, there's a, there's a comedy like line. I feel like how long you can make something be funny until it's too much repetition. Yeah. Yeah. And this bit, like it went on just to the point where I was like, this is almost okay. They stopped it before it stopped being funny. Like it was just really expertly done. Zane Busby. You got it, girl. Have you guys ever like, obviously this is, exaggerated for the joke but have you ever experienced or seen anyone freeze like this yes you have eric yeah so when i did rent in 2009 Mm -hmm. i saw that um the guy who played our waiter uh, uh, so in in La Vie Bohème, there's there's this part where he, they go through a bunch of orders mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the 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 waiter repeats it yeah but he just went uh 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 balls and we're like fuck can i say i was there for that performance oh, oh no it was no you know what because the people that know that musical i actually appreciated that so much because i know what that song is supposed to be supposed to be so for yeah. me it was hilarious oh my god that's so because it's a hard line to sing the balls was part of the line right it was yeah. meatballs yeah. at the end yeah, <laughs> he just meatless balls, yeah. But he didn't say the first sorry, he just said Paul. So I was like, oh God. It's Good it's bad. a pattern line. Like he has a yeah. really fast part. There's a lot of things to say. It is a difficult line. He was also drunk, remember, so you know. Well, you oh, know. that's fun. Yeah. yeah, I I have not had this happen personally, but I was in a show. Jen, you were also you also saw this happen where my uh scene partner was he had a line and he messed it up. And if he had just stopped making noises. I would have been able to think of the words and said it for him. But instead he just went, uh, 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 I'm all over the place here. Uh, uh, uh. To the point where I just, it was a point in the show where we were supposed to applaud. So I just started clapping really loudly. <laughs> <to shut up. laughs> Jen, do you remember this? 
think I do. You need to tell me I'll for tell sure, you but I think yeah, I yeah. remember. Yeah, I'll I tell you don't want to yeah. implicate any people. No, no, no. <laughs> I love like just like these random things that happened out of like nervousness. Like I was in Love Labor's Lost and we skipped the whole scene, but we were <gasps> all supposed to be on stage from that scene to the next. So we were just like, our blocking's all in the wrong spot now. Where do we go from here? I was supposed to be hiding at that point. So it's like, <laughs> See, yeah, the, the show that I done, I did the most recently that I did for like six years. It was structured, but also like loose enough that if stuff like this happened, we could just kind of like poke fun at it and move mm-hmm. on. Like I had once where uh, it was my boss actually started laughing so hard that he had to leave. <laughs> like he just walked off the stage <laughs> in the middle of someone else's line who was talking to him. <laughs> like oh it's stuff like this happened. And it was, yeah. it, I, I feel like in the situation that I was in and that for that one specifically, we were all having so much fun that the mm. audience also was like, this is mm-hmm. hilarious. And they had fun with it. It wasn't anything where you were like, Oh my God, I feel bad for the performers. Like it was, yeah. it was just, everyone was, have you have you ever been in an experience and i know that we all have but um i'm gonna see if you have any one in your in particular in mind where something happens on stage that totally throws you but you stay on course without trying to look at that same thing over and over again um so this was in high school it was my last year of high school we did dracula i was actually van helsing they did a they did a gender swap i I was van helsing it was pretty cool. I was, I was a boss bitch. And you were before um, the, the TV show, right? And yeah. The comic, so. Yeah. So I had this whole thing. It, it's like the big pinnacle scene where I'm like, this is what's wrong. It's vampires. I've studied this. And this is what's happening with the chick. And I, I remember having so like I, my lines were 75% of the script. It was just the Jen show, the whole show. (laughs) So I did this huge ass monologue and I was feeling really confident. I'm like, and this is how we kill it. And then the guy playing sewer just turns to me and goes, but what is a vampire? (laughs) And I had skipped straight up like a page and a half of material told him how to kill the thing did not explain what they were killing (laughs) there was just this this moment of dead silence with like six people on stage and i'm like 16 like i don't know how to i was just like let me tell you what a vampire (laughs) that's wonderful Wow. I wasn't sure if Mal froze or, or no, she was just no. in shock. You were very like, still. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I feel like now something like that wouldn't phase me. Like I would, I mean, not that Dracula is the play where you make a joke about it, but like, no. like I could improv that better, but this was my first time, like kind of not to be like weird or arrogant, but like almost being in charge of a show. Right. Like if I forgot my shit, like the show was was off the rails (laughs) and just standing there and be like, fuck now what? (laughs) Yeah. I had, um, I mean, uh, most of the examples I can think of of like things going weird is from the show that I did for the last six years. (laughs) Um, but like, that was the longest I've ever done one show. And to be fair, there were two different scripts. So like I did switch halfway through to a different script, but still like doing the same script for like over a year on like regularly every week, you get to the point where I would start getting more nervous before shows because I knew how easy it would be for me to just kind of zone out. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, I've mm-hmm. done this so many times. Like I need yeah. to be like really paying attention. And <laughs> one of the times I could think of where 
I, so I was do this was the, the first script. Um, and I had like a big speech where like, I talk about all the different sections or whatever. And, uh, my friend had told me that his friend was coming to the show and that they were going to be seated, like right beside the dais. And so I'm saying this stuff to that section and I looked down and I saw, uh, Carissa <laughs> and I'm like, is that, is that my brain is half thinking like, is that Carissa? But also I need to keep talking and not say on mic. Is that Carissa? <laughs> like, just keep talking. Just keep saying the lines. But also is that like, and mm-hmm. so it's moments like that where you have like half of your brain doing the actor thing mm-hmm. and then half of your brain being like, here's this other external thing. Yeah. Or like when people would yell things, like they're ch- encouraged to like cheer and whatever. We but were trying to, you- we, the, your last show, me and Jen were trying to be loud enough that you could hear us. Sorry. No, 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 that's fine. Like, we were the worst, are, apparently. Encouraged to the cheer. Best. There's, there's certain parts though where like it's not like it's a little more serious scene or whatever. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can hear just one voice saying something, and that's so much worse than when you hear a crowd. Yeah. Because you have that one, those that one sentence of words coming into mm-hmm. your brain, and you're trying to say a different sentence of words, and like, yeah, it's, we, it's, yeah, we may yeah. have been trying to do that at that time. I didn't hear any of those. <laughs> <laughs> we just love you i'm gonna give an example where you guys were both there where this happened to me um during a show that we had all done together um the, probably the last third the the majority of the main no the majority of the cast was in very little um costuming at oh, this yeah. point <laughs> and um <laughs> I, I had gone downstairs to change into my my later uh costume and i came upstairs and i, I spent a lot of time on the floor and standing at this last little bit and i saw a body part come out <gasps> and i could not but i had to sing a lot right but i was at like eye level with it at times and i was like don't look at this body part the whole time and it just kept on moving in front of me <laughs> i'm like don't be distracted by this body part oh but God. it was distracting I, it was very distracting i remember this happening but i don't remember whose body part it was so we'll talk yeah. about that later it was the main person's we didn't know why so many people were cheering during the curtain call but we all knew during yeah. the ending i was right by that body part and i was like <laughs> Me too. Yeah, yeah, we were me and Mallory was fairly close. Like we were I all very I might have close been dead underneath. by then. Yeah, yeah, we were dead but near yeah, the part. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. This was the same show. I mean, it might not have been that like performance, but this was the same show where like I started getting dizzy near the that end. Was me too. Yeah. Remember we passed out in the show? You were messes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, I have a scar from that. Like right I know you. You didn't get it at the show, though. You just woke up and your finger was cut, wasn't it? It, it was cut during rehearsals. Like I had oh. cut it, and then it just kept on bleeding till thought, we finished the show. Oh, I thought you had cut it at home. I thought you told me you woke up one day and thought you had cut it on like a spring on your mattress or something. Oh yeah, maybe that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just remember bleeding <laughs> more at the sh- at any yeah. rehearsal than anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, because I was using my. Oh, I don't want to say that. I <laughs> Suffice it to say, clearly, we all have stories that we all like felt this very deeply, these like weird ass whale noises, because it is so easy, like as soon as you get in your head to... Mm -hmm. It's in my face. (laughs) (laughs) So... 
after the scene, we see her running out, this poor girl trying her best and failing horribly. Six is like, I think she made some good points. <laughs> Six, not helping. But then we see that they're in the Russo house. Six is trying to comfort Blossom. Blossom, of course, bless her heart of being a bit of a, a diva about it, like drama queen. She's convinced she's doomed forever. She will never have a career because every career apparently requires intense public speaking, which is not mm-hmm. true. Also, I don't think we've ever seen on this show an instance of her saying, this is what I want to be. No. I still don't really know what she wants, right? So we don't even know that she's like, I wanted to be a lawyer mm-hmm. and now I can't do it. You know, it's not one yeah. of those things. Like she sells many options, but she's making this a grand. Yeah. My she's life is spiraling. over. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a really funny little bit that happens it's not related to anything but she starts imitating the whale noises again as tony walks in and tony (laughs) runs into this like oh my god she's dying and like grapples right into paramedic mode right in and it leads into this thing of him being like well i'm always on the alert now because i'm an emt and we hear this crash from the living room and he does not react at all <laughs> at all mm-hmm. because it's just nick still trying to dance and he's like let's all go watch this shenanigans <laughs> so he brings all the girls in to watch him dance it's gotten like somehow more erratic this is when he's jumping off the couch and smashing his head on the ceiling he face plants super hard the kids are just watching he gets up he asks about the debate club blossoms like blah 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 my life is over i'm never doing it again yada yada runs up to her room joey comes back downstairs at this point and we re-enter the six kiss storyline <laughs> but mm-hmm. it gets a little interesting because joey clearly over it he's like six kiss me i gotta go six is like um excuse me i'm talking to people right now <laughs> yeah they're an old married couple at this yeah point. they go yeah. into this old married couple thing you know nick kind of leaves and then Six starts to milk this kiss and like, oh, what do you think about me? Do you think I look good today? <laughs> like, tell, tell me. And Joey goes into this speech that like very clearly Six wrote for him to say. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's lip syncing to him talking. Yeah, like, and he's delivering it so, Joey Lawrence in this episode yeah. is like gross storyline, but very good. Yeah. He's just like, I would climb to the top of the highest mountain, claim my love for you. <laughs> So she gives him like a huge ass kiss and goes like, get him, tiger. And I was like, ooh, Spider-Man too. Gross. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know. It's a weird storyline, but I thought the way they played that where like just everyone's over it by the end of it is kind of funny. Yeah. He says ew, which felt mean. Yeah. As she was leaving. I was like, Because she's like a sister and it's gross. I also don't know if it was ew to the kiss or ew to like the whole routine that she made him do of like how much he loves her and like she's the best woman in the world. Because that's that's a that's a big ew. <laughs> yeah, because he didn't seem to mind the kiss so much before. It's just like the it's now that she's made it into a production. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Nick checks in on Blossom. She's like sitting there playing like funeral dirges on her trumpet, which is really funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's actually playing that too. I don't think that's like a it's recording. Whatever they do at the military funerals. Taps. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Nick tries to tell Blossom to work through it. You'll come out on the other side. He's trying to do the good dad thing. 
when that clearly doesn't work, (laughs) he goes into full dad reverse psychology, which is great. It doesn't always work. Have you tried this? Oh, yeah. Yes, (laughs) for sure. You got to wait until their (laughs) minds are a little bit older and they have time to like ruminate on shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's when it starts working. Well, and you also have to have to wait till like your parents aren't cool anymore. So anything they tell you to do, Mm. you will automatically do the opposite because your parents told you to do it. I'm pretty sure my kids don't think I'm cool anymore. That's (laughs) not true. That was never cool. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, he does this reverse psychology goes okay i guess i'll leave you in here accepting your own limitations and i did a full like ooh. (laughs) (laughs) he he does also give the advice to like picture the audience naked i have never understood this advice i've heard this so much of like picture them in their underwear picture Mm -mm. why no that's weird and gross that'd be way more distracting Right? Then I'm thinking about what kind of underwear they'd be wearing. Like, is this a person that wears boxers or briefs? Or, mm-hmm. man, it's too much. Too much to I think, think about. I think the base of it <laughs> is it like makes the audience vulnerable so yeah. that yeah. you don't feel vulnerable anymore. I think that's the that's reason the behind idea, it. But, but it's just, it doesn't. You don't like, want to look at your teachers and be like, oh, they're naked. Unless they're that. No, or think about what they look like. Like, don't be <laughs> thinking about what people look like. Like, no. It's weird. I don't like it. So that I like do, old theater critic that always shows up in the first row. I don't want to think about him in his underwear. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I had a note about that as well. Like, have you guys ever tried that tactic? Even I, once. I tried no. it once. I'm sure like, yeah. like back in, they're like, yeah, you know, like you're going to be performing in front of about a thousand people. Just picture the front row all naked. And you're like, hmm. You try and you're like, no, that's not working. Do you guys ever feel like when you're performing or like speaking or whatever, do you feel less nervous if there's more people? Yeah. 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 For sure. Because then I can't see the faces become a blur. If exactly. Or if say my family shows up and they, they always sit in the same spot if they can help. (laughs) So a, I know they're showing up and B, I always know exactly where they are. And I always end up, trying specifically not to look in an area yeah because i don't want to see their faces yeah yeah because yeah Yeah. i was thinking about like auditioning when you audition for things there's like five people and it's Mm -hmm. so nerve-wracking because it's just five people staring at you you can see their faces you can see their reactions you can like Mm -hmm. but when it's a whole crowd it's like i'm i'm more nervous auditioning for people i know i think Mm. like if it's people i know like if people are in a crowd or they're directors and stuff that i know i hate auditioning for them um but if it's people I don't know, I just, I tune them out, which is mm-hmm. good. That's why I don't like when people are like, guess who's in the audience today? And I'm like, I don't want to know. Yeah. I really don't. They know the barometer of your performances. I liked yeah. what I knew yeah. when you guys were in the audience. You like to know? I like, yeah, when you guys came, like whenever you guys yeah. or like my family or whatever would come to my shows, I was always excited. Mm-hmm. I'd be excited, but I'd be way more like I wouldn't let myself get into the show as much. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, because I'm just like way more aware of how I'm moving. And yeah. yeah. And then I, I look in the audience where they are sometimes. And I'm just like, ah, oh, I wish I did look. Be like, did you laugh at that? <laughs> did you laugh? <laughs> <laughs> I was also in a situation though, where like I interacted with the audience before the show. So like mm-hmm. there wasn't really a way to not know. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point we jump into the actual this is it. We're at debate club class. (laughs) 
And the other reason I'm like, is this a club or a class? Is there's another freaking school here, which is yeah. weird. And not only is it another school, it's a prep school. I'm like, why would you bring a prep school to a public school? I don't know. They're going to be like, not to be whatever. They're going to be clearly different levels mm-hmm. of education mm-hmm. and specificity. And apparently you know, not all better though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's just a wiener so (laughs) the debate the debate is cats versus dogs where do you guys land on this well i have a dog yeah i have a cat and i'm allergic to cats (laughs) you know i like both for different reasons yeah i think if i wasn't allergic i would like cats more but i always get annoyed because they know and they find me Oh, mm. cat, yeah, cats can do that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I also think it depends on your living situation. Like, yeah. I, I would love to have a dog, but not, not in an apartment. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I had a cat when I was in Toronto and a dog when I was in university. Yeah. Oh, they're both good. It, it depends on the individual. I have a dog that's basically a cat. So I'm living in both worlds here. Who says pickle? <laughs> Does not say pickle. <laughs> it did. Mallory heard my dog makes weird blah, 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 noises. And out of that noise, Mallory thought she heard the word no, pickle. No, no, not thought. I did hear that thought dog say she pickle. Heard <laughs> the word pickle did not happen. It 100% did. Uh-huh. I will go to my grave. I know you will. I know you will. <laughs> that dog said pickle. That dog will not back you up on that. <laughs> You're all alone. <laughs> So this is the debate that they get into. So Blossom is on the side of cats. This little wiener boy named Chad is on the side of dogs. Chad starts this debate. He's uh, he's in his little prep school uniform. He's doing this very like straightforward, formal debate. Blossom actually speaks. She's going for it. She is, you know, doing it all wrong. And she's calling him names and upsetting decorum. But you know what? She's doing it. Well, and and to do, be able to do it, she does picture them all naked, except for they still have their ties and yeah. their little crests on their chest. <laughs> Which was great. I loved that detail. That was very, very funny, but it's still weird. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think, I wonder if that was like a standards and practices thing where it's like, we're going to show a bunch of teenagers, teenagers. naked, <laughs> but at least they have ties. So. And crests on their chests. <laughs> yeah, they're still wearing clothing. Oh, so weird. So she launches into this whole debate. I will say one of the arguments is Chad dude made, which was very good, is that cats are the handmaidens of Satan. <laughs> and that made me laugh. Some of them are, just like some dogs some are. Some are. Yeah. So I did look up who this actor was. Okay. Um, his name is Randy Jocelyn. Um, so he played J.J. Preston in Down to Earth, which was a short-lived TV show. I will read you what it's about. After being struck down by a trolley in 1925, a flapper waits in heaven for a chance to help a family and earn her wings. Okay, so when are we watching that? Right? (laughs) So this guy, Randy Jocelyn, this actor, played one of the younger kids in the family. Oh my God. So good. He also Mm -hmm. played um, in Family Matters. He was the older boy, Eddie. He played his friend for a few minutes He didn't do much after 1999, but he's been in a few things. So we see this debate. Our girl is killing it. She's being being like super rude about it, but she's doing it. Yep. She's talking. (laughs) Oh, baby. So we see this. She's very proud of herself. Six is very proud of her. (sighs) We switch scenes to all the Russo boys sitting on the couch. Ew. 
Nick and Buzz are now looking at the centerfold as Tony is retelling the story very much over it. <laughs> he is delivering it in a very deadpan ma- manner. He doesn't care about this story anymore. My note is just men are pigs. Men are pigs. Men are pigs. I would not do this. <laughs> no. No. A physical acting note. Ted Wass pulls a surprisingly accurate Joey Lawrence face. Yeah. He's doing a thing in his eyebrows, which is very specifically a Joey Lawrence face, which I was impressed by. But it's super gross. So Joey comes home from baseball. He's super, super happy. They lost the game. It's amazing. Because he doesn't have to kiss Six anymore because she's not a good luck charm. Yeah, it wasn't Six. It was his inside-out underwear all along. Yeah, exactly. So I wanted to ask you guys if you, you know, buy into the lucky charm thing, if you've ever had anything or like had to do something a certain way before a performance or sports or anything like that. I don't know if it's a good luck thing or just a being prepared thing. I like knowing where my props are. Like Mm -hmm. always. Like, yeah, I hate doing a show where I'm just like running in and be like, well, I hope it's there. No, I need to know where they are (laughs) or if if they're on the prop table already ready. Yeah. Yeah. Not a good luck thing, but I did get into a habit um, of just like running all my lines before the show. Again, Mm -hmm. I think it goes along with the, like I had done the show for so long that like, I was just terrified of just zoning out. Mm -hmm. So I would just like say my lines to myself before the show. Yeah. Same sort of stuff, just more prep stuff than Mm -hmm. if I do this specific thing that has nothing to do with anything that's luck. Yeah. And I think that's where the lucky charm thing comes in. I'm trying to think of like, I, I normally have a, a pheasant's a peasant's feast before any show I direct. Um, mm. What's which that? Is, it's when all I get everyone and it's sort of like a potluck. Oh, okay. It's how to, it's to meet everyone before you start a show. Like I do it before mm. rehearsals start so that people can, you know, become comfortable. I don't know if that's a, a luck thing. I just like, I like people. No, that's fun. I feel like people get to know each other and work off each other more when they're friendly yeah. before they yeah. start working together. I will say for opening night and I, the couple of times I've directed, we've done this as well is having an opening night, like pre-show dance off. Like you Mm. obviously, you run a a song, you do a whole song just to get your voices warmed up and it gets everybody amped, but like then throw on like a heavy dance track and just let people like get out their nerves and yeah, same thing. Just let people like, be friends before the the nerves kind of set in or to yeah. get, dance them out. Well, and it helps to get the nerves out too, right? Yeah. Because like you're, yeah, just getting the energy up, getting excited yeah. rather than nervous. Yeah. So I guess that is a bit of a ritual that like if I'm running things, I like yeah. to do, it doesn't happen often, but <laughs> I like to do that because I have had that presented to me and it always helped me mm-hmm. out a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, started but- that, yeah, at MMT as well. We did um, Daft Punk's One More Time before our- nice. Before we started performances or before our last performance. I can't remember which one we used to do. I don't even know if it was there when you were doing MMT shows now. I don't know. I only did the one and I don't remember. We probably Hmm. like had music and stuff. Like I remember, Hmm. I know we did like we would do for Iris, Jen, we did like warm up games. And then I think we just danced around a bit. I remember, was that the, because I did, I did it twice. I think it was the summer that I, did it with you that party rock was the big yes. summer song and yep. so we were all going yeah that was our warm-up was doing oh, yeah. that song it was so dumb <laughs> i do that dance with my kids in the kitchen all the time oh 
that's adorable. Because <laughs> it's an old song. It is an old song. You know what? Lucky Charms, you know, work or not, it's psychological, but it's always good to have a little... Rituals are good. Rituals help you get your brain in. Every right time place. you say Lucky Charms, I just think of the cereal. <laughs> Hearts and rainbows. <laughs> yeah, the Irish girl says Lucky Charms. Very funny. <laughs> They're magically delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so the girls come home at this point. Um, Boss announces, yay, she did it. It sucked. She got you know, kicked out of the debate and disqualified, but she did it. She pictured everyone naked. And then she makes the joke. In fact, she used it a couple of times on the way home. Joke's on you, Nick. You made your daughter horny. (laughs) This this whole family's horny. This whole family. No, the way she says it is definitely like, yeah, pictured a few people naked on my way home. I think she said, but also the way she said it seemed to be like, I'm going to mess with my dad. Oh, I, she right? wasn't like, being serious. Oh, yeah, she, it was yeah, a joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe she was both. Maybe <laughs> she, was, she is of an age. I mean, let's be real. So we enter another scene. We're still in the living room. Uh, the doorbell's ringing. Joey's yelling for someone to answer it. This happens a few times. He finally answers it. And it is Rhonda Joe Applegate, who is Miss June. But we know, mm-hmm. we know this is Bambi. It's hot Bambi. Hot Because there was Bambi. two Bambies, remember? It was a hot Bambi. Hot this Bambi. is hot Bambi that we saw before that Joey was also in love with. So here's <laughs> here's my theory. I, th- I'm i going to play this theory similar to the like rockumentary theory with that one mm. girl being in both. That like Joey cast a Playboy model as hot Bambi in his fantasy. Mm. Ooh, I like that. I like that. That's, That's good. my theory. So it's not, she, she wasn't cast in two different roles. It was Rhonda Joe all along. All right. I like, I like that. Like We're going to go with that. Yeah. So he opens the door. It's his beautiful model. Joey starts making his own whale noises. He cannot <laughs> speak to this woman. Tony ah, ah, ah. walks in. He's like, oh, hey, Rhonda Joe, how you doing? Hope you're feeling better. I'm hosting a CPR session. And one by one. All of the calendar girls walk in dressed not for a CPR session, by the by. Mm. They are fully in their model clothing. Maybe and the audience is gross. (laughs) The audience is awful. The audience is absolutely. And you can tell it's like three dads who brought Mm -hmm. their kids to watch the show that day that are just like fucking loving it. And it's so gross. And I hate it. It's so gross because (laughs) they bring in the girls one by one. And just like the the cheers and like the woos are just like out of hand, like uncomfortably the whistles, the whistles out of hand. Are gross. Yeah, this is yeah. a family show. This is a family show. A very horny family show. Yeah, I understand what the joke is supposed to be that Tony is over it. He is like the best of the Russo men, and he's just teaching these nice girls CPR so this doesn't happen again. And I truly do believe that for Tony, that's what this is now. Like he doesn't give a shit. He's just like there to do a good thing. But also, let's have some fun with my horn dog brother because yes. this will be funny. Exactly. Like yeah. So I don't think this is Tony being gross. I think this no. is Tony like doing a bit for himself and also helping yeah. some nice girls along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> All of these girls walk in, they're gathered around the couch. Joey does his faint again. And Tony has the girls like pick him up 
and carry him over to the couch. She's like, okay, so the first thing we're going to do is mouth to mouth. Six, who was apparently there the whole time, busts in from the kitchen and like <laughs> knocks girls out of the way. That's to give him mouth to mouth. Yeah, I, I do want to say, not that anyone is getting their CPR advice from Blossom, but Tony <laughs> said that lesson number one was moving him to the couch. Bad. Don't, that's bad advice. Don't, Don't do people. that. Don't move people. <laughs> Leave them where they are. If you want good CPR advice, watch The Office. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. They changed the beat, the 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 timing. I, I remember what? the the seat, the office people talked about it just a couple of years ago. They're like, it's a different beat now. Oh fuck, what was it? Is it because people don't know staying alive? I don't know. I can't remember why they changed okay. the song. Anyway. Well, for us for us old people, it's staying alive. Yeah. So Watch The Office for real CPR advice, yes, not Blossom. Don't, don't listen to Tony. Just come here for the bit. That's it. Mm-hmm. So that's the real, the last, you know, full scene that we have for this episode. We have this delightful outro, which we only get outros sometimes now. It's, you know, the choreography video. Nick's doing his spazzy dad dance, but then Blossom and Joey get up and they're like actually doing the dance. Yeah, and they're it's really good. Cute little family dance off. It was great. It was a nice way to cap it. Yeah. So that is the episode. Uh, Let's go into an outfit of the week. Mallory, do you want to go first this time? Yeah. um, So I have a twofer because I thought these two outfits were really good. So we had this like whole storyline with Joey and Six and like they had that weird like old married couple thing. Mm -hmm. Their outfits in the last scene match each other. So... Yeah, they both have on neon green. Joey has this neon green hoodie and Six has neon green skirt and hat. And then they both have like these colorful, almost patchwork pieces. So Joey Mm. has the vest and Six has her jacket. Oh my God, I can't believe I didn't notice that. Yeah. That is so good. Eric? That was mine. Mine was the Joey outfit at the end um, because it was awesome. He also has a really nice uh, plaid shirt at the beginning, like a nice Mm -hmm. red one. Yeah. But I like the the last outfit was my favorite out of all of them. Mine too, actually. Big giant gold earring too. Yeah. Yeah. So he's wearing this like lime green, celery-ish green hoodie, but he has a vest over top that is truly just like 90s out of control pattern. It's like bright colors, like just very artistic pattern. It's it's good. It's loud as hell. Do you guys think Ted Wass can actually dance? Because that split yes. he did at the end was really good. Yes. Wasn't I he the he original Danny Zuko in Greece? Yes. Oh, yeah, he you're right. He has been on Broadway, so he can dance. Yeah, he can dance. He's just fantastic at doing terrible dancing as well. It's, it's, You know, like, I feel like the people who can dance poorly on purpose the way that he did, like, really comedic, like, you have to know how to dance to be able to mm-hmm. do that. For sure, for sure. Um, so let's do our quote of the week. If you have one, Eric, do you have I do, one? I do not. Mallory. Okay. Yeah. I flee from the light like cockroaches <laughs> and rats, like all nocturnal non-human life forms scurrying through the shadows of night, hated by all. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good so one. That's a line blossom drops when she's alone in her room, right? Yeah. When she's just like, <laughs> leave me to my, leave me to my, uh, my, my depression. Like just, mm-hmm. yeah. Very uh, Holden Caulfield. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. So I mentioned six has this amazing response when the teacher calls on her to talk about literally anything she wanted. Mm -hmm. So her response is 
I don't think so. Not me. I have a very hard time thinking of things to say, and I can't just pick a subject and talk about it off the top of my head. I mean, once you have a subject, you can just talk, 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 talk. And for me, if you had given me the subject of clothing, I could tell you how you shop for them, make them, or even design your own. Now you can never catch up on the latest thing. I swear it's like the sadistic little fashion gremlin who sits in your closet. And just when you have things the way you want them, boom, a new magazine arrives and you're like some sort of extinct fashion dinosaur before you know it. But I don't think I can do the speaking thing without a subject. So if you don't mind, I'd rather not go first. Ooh. <laughs> so good. I was muted. Love it. <laughs> the way she delivered it was very excellent. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 She's doing the exact thing that she's been asked asked to do in explaining mm-hmm. why yeah. she can't do it yeah. yeah i also very much appreciated when blossom was doing that the, at the end of her um dog speech where she's like dogs eat their own vomit ha! <laughs> <laughs> there's my quote oh yeah that's great <laughs> their own vomit. was there a lesson i didn't have one i didn't have one i don't i mean naked people help you talk face your fears i don't know i feel like because this was a carryover arc like Mm -hmm. emotional arc for blossom we might have already covered the lesson from it i don't know yeah well and i was also like i was trying to think about the title of the episode losers win so like the idea is that like she lost the debate but she won by like trying also joey won by being a loser and passing out and getting kissed by six playmates (laughs) i guess yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's a lesson. Just try a thing and you're Just a winner. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Wieners. Wieners. We got a wiener. <sighs> Let's put a score on this thing. Eric, what do you got? Out of what? Out of what? Out of five naked people. Oh, oh well. <laughs> Three naked people. I didn't really, the, the whole Playmate storyline was silly uh, mm-hmm. I like Joey parts, but it was very gross, horny. And mm-hmm. um, Blossom was fine. I like the Blossom. I like the carryover, so that's why it gets a three. Yeah. Mal? I gave it a 3.5. It was a pretty mediocre episode. I will say that Tony's storyline did not involve drugs. That was nice. Yes. I forgot um, about that. Love it. N- knowing where the series goes with some of these characters there's a lot of stuff really like beyond what we've talked about. There's a lot of really gross stuff with the Tony storyline that mm-hmm. uh, we'll yeah. talk about when we get there. Cause Jen hasn't gotten there. Mm-hmm. Um, the point five is for Ted Moss's dancing because. Oh yeah. That, that was, Oh, it's so good. It's so funny. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. So I did a 2.5. Ooh. I definitely just gave points for the dancing because that bit made me laugh so very hard yeah so that in of itself that storyline i loved i do really like that they're carrying over a lot of things in this season they're carrying over like the money issues and they're tying it into blossom's pressure on herself i like that they're not just doing an after school special thing where they solve it in an episode and Mm -hmm. then she's fine Mm -hmm. yeah i really dig the writing style joey seems to have regressed a bit which i don't like he kind of like it goes up and down. Ebbs and flows. Yeah, yeah. Oh man! So next week <laughs> we will be looking at season two. Next, next episode, not next week. Mm-hmm. Bi-weekly, yo. Yeah. Next episode, we're going to be looking at season two, episode eighteen, the letter. We will talk to you all at that time. Thank you so much for listening. I love the two of you very much. Thank you for talking to me. Until next time, 
Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to In My Opinionation. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at IamOpinionation, our website at IamOpinionation.com, or email us at OpinionationPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your opinionation about this or any future episodes. New episodes drop every other Tuesday. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, the sun is going to surely shine.